0: GM, good morning, everyone, friends, colleagues, brothers, and sisters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Beyond the Floor uh, NFTs Beyond the Floor with Rug Radio. Um, I'm Ben, I'm your host. Uh, if you missed the first episode last week, what the hell were you doing? Um, uh, I'll be opening this space at the same time. Mondays and Thursdays every week, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 midday Eastern and 5 p.m. in the UK. Um, Myself and a panel of friends from the space will all be here uh, bringing you a show that moves discussion away from the marketplace, away from what happened yesterday, away from maybe what even happened last week and actually focusing on what's going on beyond the floor. Yeah, we're here to... Discuss the importance of storytelling in the Web3 space and the power of narrative to make the projects we love unmissable. So, uh, here with me every week or every uh, twice a week will be a few people from a a panel I've got going on. Um, I'm just going to invite Rug Radio up. Um, So, today I have with me NFT Spaceman bobby is my co-host nft zerk is uh here to speak and mr yellow um we may get a couple in i know that tom who joined us last week sends his apologies so guys everybody hello 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 come up and say hi
1: Oh, hey, mate how you doing, very ben? well thank you how was your weekend it was pretty good i think we should uh Definitely hammer on to uh, Tom though, because I know he's getting drunk playing some golf right now. So he hasn't even got a excuse. It's
0: shameful to be going out and actually really enjoying is. himself, hey?
1: While we're I all know. here like, degenerating,
2: I agree. It's terrible. It's terrible, mate. He just reaps the rewards. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. How are you? You, so- you say that, but I'm still, I'm still on the beach in Cornwall and managed God to make it. So yeah, where is Tom? Where is yeah. Tom? <laughs> exactly. There how is go. it down Bobby's in sunny
0: Cornwall, time. Bobby? All good
2: yeah absolutely amazing uh i'm sunburnt, slightly hung over all the best things that could have happened have happened except for no waves still right. uh, awaiting some sort of swell uh but for now i'm just gonna chill and eat ice cream and get fat I sounds
0: love it. perfect sounds perfect i um i think this is probably a good opportunity to say the thing i missed last time uh those of you who have already joined the space, like this is obviously a new series, I would be very, very grateful to you if you were uh, able to just uh, retweet and let everybody know you are here, um, let let everyone know that you're listening and what we're up to. Um, as I said, we're really kind of focusing on how storytelling can be used to engage holders and the wider Web3 community, and to be honest, those who are being onboarded right now from outside of the space, which is super topical when we consider today's guest. So joining me is the co-founder of Wagme United, but also the co-chairman of Crawley Town Football Club, or Soccer Club if you're in the States, Preston Johnson. Preston, are you the most stressed person in Web3 right now? (coughs)
3: Oh man, Pro- probably not. But we still haven't scored a goal in league play, and so I might be in the top five.
0: <laughs> well, welcome. But yeah, just so like this is phenomenal because if it wasn't stressful enough managing a uh, a Web three community and uh, and all of the uh, all of the kind of the the thoughts and the process that needs to go around that, you're also the co chairman of of Crawley Town, who are a you'll forgive me if I get this wrong, League Two or League One football.
3: Yep. League two, you got League it.
0: two. So that's Premiership, Championship, League one, League two. So fourth tier in the UK uh, professional football club. Um, and, and Wagme United is a project that's kind of um, that's based around supporting and, and taking that team from from tier four all the way to the top. Right.
3: That's the hope and the plan. Exactly. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So before we get going, quick bit of admin. The format of these spaces is that I, I intend it to be fairly open we have a panel of people here and we're, we've got some pre pre kind of pulled together questions um and then we'll uh we'll cover a number of different things and then at about the 45 minute mark if the going's good i will invite people up from the audience to uh to give a view or ask a question and uh, and, you know, I think if people can raise hands, that's great. But in the main, I'm quite happy that this is a, a fairly open floor and that we have like a, a pretty open and honest conversation. So um so I guess the best place to start, Preston, would be by asking you to give those that don't already know like a bit of an executive summary of, of Wagner United, the project, including like your minting experience and, and, and everything that's gone on there and, and and just bring people up to speed.
3: Sure. I think the the best place to start is probably last October. Uh, Evan Smith, who is the other co-founder and, and co-chairman of the club, uh, we were invited to like a really douchey CryptoPunks dinner in Malibu, California. You had to have a CryptoPunk to go. It was the most like, crypto bro thing there ever was last year. But it turned into him and I chatting very briefly at the end, and he said, hey, I I have this idea I actually know of you already from your background in sports betting. For those that don't know, my background is in in betting. And he said, we need to chat. And so a day or two later, we hopped on the phone. And he basically just, you know, he pitched me what we already knew. But he said, there's all of these new digital communities that are forming online. A lot of them are, you know, businesses, so to speak. And a lot of them don't really have anything, uh, you know, there yet. It's, you know, you have your JPEG, a lot of speculation. Maybe you'll have a character in a video game one day. From a roadmap or into Central Land, um, and he's like, "Why aren't we doing this with a professional team or a professional club? And if we're able to do that, we can. You know, these these digital communities are already surrounding and forming, anyways. Wow. Why, why don't we do that around a professional club where there's something to root for every Saturday and sometimes Tuesday nights? And from there, you know, we can tell a cool story together and you know try to achieve promotion and move ourselves up the ranks.
0: Amazing. And so, and so, how does that work then? What, what, what? So we, we, yeah. did, were you able to purchase the club before this all happened, and then uh, and then open it up as a Web three community, or like what what's been the process in terms of your guys' involvement and it becoming a Web
3: three project? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, about ten minutes in, I said, "Yeah, let's do it." And So we just started. Started. <laughs> Easy to, as that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So for people that aren't aware, I, last year I, I founded. Uh, Pixel Vault with the Punk's Comic project and so we actually immediately I reached out to Sean Garen or g funk online and I said hey I think we're going to buy a professional team uh English football is the best because promotion relegation is brilliant in America if you buy third second fourth division teams and you win it doesn't matter you don't go anywhere you, there's no pathway to a championship or a trophy yeah. so I said we're going to go to England after N- NFT NYC is beginning in November I said you're flying with us to London we're going to go visit four clubs so we had started reaching out to a broker who knew which clubs were for sale and we basically immediately began that process and then in the background, you know, we told a few people in our network in Web3 and crypto and sports business and it didn't take long. I think our actual pitch to them, it was one line, um, but it was Moneyball meets Ted Lasso on crypto cocaine and that <laughs> b- basically we had raised uh, enough in about 45 minutes to do it and so uh, from that point it was just a lot of logistical BS as you guys would probably imagine even for a a fourth division league two club uh in in acquiring it and it took some time but we got there in the end and then we didn't actually do the nft drop and really integrate web three uh until it's been about a month so it was you know we were saving it to to happen nearer to the start of the season and uh, one thing that was really important to us was that we um, decided to forego a corporate sponsor on the front of the shirt or the jersey and um by doing that we thought it'd be perfect to represent the NFT community and just Web3 and, and what this is all about the best way we can. And so we reached out. Top choice was if we could put a chromie squiggle on the front of the shirts and jerseys, it would just be insane. We talked to Snowfro. He totally understood where we were coming from. Um, he's actually had a, a quote just recently that I thought was really good, where he, he said when he listened to our pitch, he immediately was on board because he thought it would be important. And this kind of goes uh, side by side with what your intent of this entire uh, show that you're doing weekly is. But he said it'd be important to have something for our audience and our community to root for that is untethered from the market and so uh from that moment on like we were like let's put the crummy squiggle on here it represents you know not only creative freedom but a movement of inclusivity and in, in everything and then it has a historical significance in the sense of its uh, generative on chain um, artistic uh, uh, history as far as what he was able to do and then he founded art blocks with, with that project so uh that that was for us like a big deal and you know everyone gets a custom squiggle jersey or shirt with the nft along with two other items a scarf a hat uh and then you know some other things that we've implemented if you want to start getting into more of the details but uh perks for access it's like token gated Uh, we're building some more tech behind the scenes you also there was one uh, fan decision or vote that we had where we actually our our final kind of big signing of the off season we put up to uh, the nft holders and season ticket holders to vote on like which position that we would sign where we needed the the most help and so that was really cool to see come to fruition and um, yeah we're just going to keep trying new stuff and take some risks and see where it leads
0: that's fantastic. Oh. And I think it's like, it's a super brave thing to do. I mean, did you know a great deal about, uh, UK based football, soccer before this?
3: I'm supposed to tell you I knew all about it, but no, I did. I actually did not. When I, when I, <laughs> when I bet in the States, it was <laughs> NBA and American football and baseball. It was, it was no uh, soccer over there. So, uh, well, yeah, I, a lot I to learn.
0: love your honesty and I really appreciate it. And, uh, and I think, um, I think I wonder if you had known anything about it, if you would have gone ahead, because uh, they're a tough crowd, right? Like the UK football scene is is more almost a religion. And so um, I, I, what's that been like in terms of you c- coming in and bringing this completely new kind of almost alien uh, yep. like way or method of, of generating revenue and, and and integrating different kind of communities together what's been the feedback from the actual the club side of things I'm really curious
3: yeah so your reference to like uh, religion is, is actually pretty close I think for Americans that are tuning in I think the closest and, and it still doesn't quite reach what local English football is for these uh, towns and communities but I think the closest is like a kind of the the tribal like college football atmosphere in america american football where you have these 80 to hundred thousand people crowds that you know they only have six games at home a year but they show up they tailgate and they just care so much about their their university or their college and so i think that's probably the closest to it except it's even uh at another level i think here in england which has been fun to kind of learn and and see that culture and, and how it um has tied in and, and to be frank i mean right out of the gate there was a ton of skepticism online and articles everywhere the american crypto bros which by the way i think like six or seven of the people in our group live in london so it's right. not completely american like there's a lot of people on web3 it's very global but um the the titles were american crypto bros by uh english football club and there was a lot of skepticism and i think it was two days after that announcement when it became official i decided hey we should do an ama um basically just take all the questions we've had over the last two days, tidy them up and actually I did a video and and posted it and you know, there were some really basic ones, like there were two articles that had misinformation about how now the club's tied to the volatility of Bitcoin, which was just completely untrue. We bought the club in cash, we used GBP, It was, you know, the EFL required us to actually put in extra money into the club bank accounts for expected losses the upcoming two seasons, because the club actually loses a million pounds per year. Like, we were very well resourced, and, and everything was covered, and it. it has nothing to do with the price of Bitcoin, and the big drop, like the club's still solvent. So um, that was one thing I was just like. You know, they had all these questions they were hearing all these rumors and just doing that ama um, on a lot of those items i think at least calmed some of the skepticism people were at least grateful that i was you know front-facing and forward and open and we want to be transparent and it's kind of been one of our our main hopes throughout this entire four-month process or so now so um yeah they've we've earned their trust i would say just kind of you know moment by moment trying to, to be open and transparent and Uh, including them when we can in some of our decision-making as well.
0: I think there's no no greater sin, sorry, Bobby, and then I'll let you speak. There's no greater sin in the, the UK or British football scene than just not then no information like uh, they people are quite happy for people to do uh, a good job or a bad job providing they know what they're trying to achieve and uh mm-hmm. and i think it's uh it's very bold that you've uh you've gone straight in and been uh open and honest uh about about what your intention is that's great bobby sorry over to you dude
2: no i was gonna say So not only have you had to come face to face with the british football fan you've had to come face to face with the british Press as well, Uh, and they're just as ruthless as English football fans. So uh, it's it's going to be a long, arduous season ahead of you.
3: They are. There's actually Wednesday. uh Sky Sports invited me into their studios in London to do a a hit, and I and like my background. So I actually did. I I worked for two years as a TV analyst at ESPN. So I, I have it sort of in my back pocket. I was never officially media trained or anything. But uh, they, they threw it out there, like, what do you think about this? And I was like, I'm down, I'm in, let's, let's just do it. So I'm just trying to have fun and, and be honest with people. But um, they're really intrigued just across the board in this story and what we're trying to build. And um, I'll kind of allude to some more of the specifics. I said this club loses over a million pounds per year when we acquired it. And you're probably all wondering, well, why in the world wouldn't you buy a club that loses a million pounds per year? And the fact of the matter is here, especially at League One, League Two levels, there's another club. You know, five to ten miles away that fans and supporters can root for, and so it's really hard for these smaller local teams to build a fan base. They're pretty capped on how much they can grow and sustainably grow, which is important because occasionally you'll get lucky one season you'll move up, um, but you don't have the cash flow to sustain at a higher level. And so um, our, our ultimately our bet is, you know, we can bring. And our tagline is Wagner United, the Internet's Team." We can bring this Web three and crypto audience together with this professional club and tell a pretty cool story. And if we're able to bring more fans to the club internationally, if you just have an internet connection, you can be a part of this. And if we're able to do that, we can provide more resources and funds for better players, you know, better coaching staff, sports science, analytics, data, and tools, and then, like, put it into the community locally and infrastructure. Like, then we can be a sustainable club at a higher level one day. It's going to take some time, but that's ultimately, you know, our whole playbook here.
0: No, I think it's really exciting. Mr. Yellow, you were about to say something, buddy. You you still want
4: to... Um, yeah, I was I was going to ask about what the aim is, and um, you've just uh, clarified that, oh, okay. um, which is great. Um, I probably would have bought this, but you guys knocked us out of the FA Cup when we were 3-0 up <laughs> with 15 minutes to go a few years ago, and then you drew Man United, which is a million-pound game. So,
3: yep.
4: yeah, that 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 cuts deep, mate. Um question i've got though is um so where's the mint money going is that going to like pay off the investors or is that going into the club
3: sure so we, i mean it's never actually been public where we're like making our entire ledger visible to everybody i mean the actual ledger as far as on the blockchain is if anyone wants to go and look but I mean, we had partners for the actual mint and drop itself with uh, adidas as well as pixel vault for some of the tech behind the scenes, as well as, you know, stuff for letting us use the Chromie squiggle for this historic moment, like one year only special edition uh, shirt or Jersey. So um, between all of that, you know, we were able to recoup some of the funds, but I mean, the actual, I mean, if you really wanted to go through it, you know, price for a football club in league two combined with, you know, broker fees, lawyer fees, travel putting, you know, and we've already, we've, we've signed 14 new players. Mm -hmm. We've signed eight or nine new staff. You know, we've, Done digger, you know. Uh, excuse me, dug deeper into analytics and some of the tools that we can use. Like we've, we've definitely spent uh, quite a bit more, and the money isn't going back to investors at all. Um, we raised a certain amount prior, and we're going to use it to to try to really build this into um, something that you know everyone can be a part of and, and hopefully share and winning eventually. And uh, yeah, so I mean that's kind of like as vague, that's amazing as and as detailed and that, as I can get. Yeah, and and yeah, that, that's
0: that's infrastructure in the club as well, and so it's not just about like star players that are going to help you today it's about like the the long-term infrastructure that's going
4: to help you on and on and on as you as you hopefully
0: raise up through the through the
4: leagues yeah Ben and speaking of star players looking on your website mate um forget Crawley's team because as you know they're not doing too great at the moment but that can turn around but um your roster of people on this project is pretty bloody impressive. I when think you're, you're referring to... there yeah.
0: probably to Mr. V,
4: is that right? And, and, and no, not, not him alone. Um, there's a lot of people on there. I mean, obviously Gary's in there, but there's a hell of a lot of people involved in this project, which makes me excited, even though it's such a mammoth task that you're taking on and uh yeah what team? He...
3: Yeah. how it, it, did you it, get all the, of those that's... people
2: yeah how'd you wrangle that how'd you wrangle gary v before he's bought the jets i mean that was his lifelong thing and now he's bought a uh, he's
5: co- he,
3: he just wanted to see us fail first so he knew what not to do when he's by <laughs> the jets in a few years uh no gary like so actually i spoke to gary quite a bit even prior to the pixel vault launch and he was just always really supportive of sean and i's ideas and what we were trying to build over there and um you know similar with this and obviously he's a big sports fan and i think a lot of us are i think the the venn diagram of crypto slash nfts and sports is just like pretty overlapping and so when you tell someone that's already like hearing about the nft world and like starting to learn or even participating that we're doing something with the sports team and we're going to follow it along uh it was it just wasn't that hard of a sell i mean it was um, it was just sitting there for the taking. And, you know, we saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about, oh, you know, we should form a DAO and buy a professional team. And, um, you know, shout out to, for example, like Crosshouse, who's trying to buy an NBA team. Um, you know, the the real difficult task there is that an NBA team costs billions of dollars. And when it comes down to it, I don't think a league's going to let some like tokenized group ultimately, you know, buy a team with, with uh, cryptocurrency or something like that. And so for us, it was, hey, let's, let's get on the inside. We'll work with the EFL as this world evolves. And there's a lot of gray area with what's legal, what isn't, what's allowed. And like, as we're adapting and stuff, you know, then we can go to the EFL, like, Hey, can we try this? Can we do this? And, and then build from there. But it was important for us, I think, um, to establish ourselves as the internet's team and be the first to really attempt this. And obviously we have to be successful. Otherwise, you know, people aren't going to care anymore. So um, that's why it's, it's, kind of interesting being here. I've, I've been in Crawley slash London for the last three weeks. And, you hear a lot of the fans, they complain, you know, we had a win in the, uh, the EFL Cup over Bristol Rovers and their attitudes when you lose versus when you win are just, they're so reactive, right? They're so reactionary. And uh, we're sitting here and it's, it's, I keep telling people, I was like, I, you know what this really comes down to is we're able to win games and have something that people can get behind. And if we're not, then it's, it's going to be really difficult. And so um, there's more pressure, I think, than ever than I have felt like the last two weeks of actually performing on the pitch. And so, hopefully, you know the money we've invested and in, the people we've brought in um, will be able to to get that done for us. Amazing.
0: I'm gonna um, I'm gonna just bring the the questions around a little bit just to make sure. Quick, very quick reset of the room. We have Preston sure. Johnson with us um, from Wagmi United, where he's co-founder. He's also co-chairman of Crawley Town Football Club, um, and uh, a very very exciting project where uh, through the power of Web three. <laughs> Um, He and his co-investors and uh, and partners are looking to take a uh, lowly League Two team, and I say that really tongue in cheek, (laughs) Preston. Um, But a lowly League Two team all the way to the heights of the Premier League, which would be quite something. Um, And so, yeah, we are uh, we're here though to talk a little bit more about narrative and storytelling. That was the kind of premise behind this uh, this show that uh, I've been pulling together with this team. And so, how, Preston, how are you building a narrative to inform? both Web3 fans about Crawley Town Football Club and also the fans of Crawley Town about Web3 and what that means. Are there specific things or, or resources that you're putting so that actually both sides of the table know what the hell the other one's dealing with?
3: <laughs> so that, uh, that's a great question. I think that's one of the toughest things to balance. And, I mean, you alluded to it, I think, at the beginning of the show, just kind of you're interested in, in seeing how we're going about it. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with the Crawley town side and Web three and crypto because that was one of the biggest concerns I think out of the gate when we the news broke in April that we were acquiring Crawley, uh, they said, you know, how are you going to sell NFTs to local you know English Crawley town fans? It doesn't make any sense. Liverpool tried to sell one hundred and seventy five thousand NFTs, they could only sell ninety seven hundred. If Liverpool can not do it, how can Crawley? Um, and so one thing we just like immediately again like two days later in that AMA I, I addressed that our intent and we would be stubborn to think that we could just like dump a bunch of NFTs on local fans because like the reason Liverpool didn't work is it's quite literally they're selling one to I don't know 99.9% of their fan base just doesn't care about NFTs but it's the same people they're asking for for money all year anyway and and it just like looks like a cash grab right and so it, it didn't work out for them and you know our strategy was quite literally the opposite where. We didn't want to force anything on our local fans. We were actually bringing a professional club to NFT fans and people that already kind of got the tech, got what we were trying to do and wanted to tell the story with us. And so that, that like mindset out of the gate, I think was really important because the fans here locally appreciated. We weren't forcing anything um, you know, on them. And, and I will say that one of the biggest um, surprises for me, and I underestimated locally how many people though were interested and on their own, went out of their way to figure out how to set up a, a MetaMask or a wallet and, and admit one of the NFTs. And there's someone locally who continually tells me he wants to stay anonymous, but has probably helped onboard 30 or 35 locals as far as getting their Wagmi United NFT. Just because they were all interested, I think there's like 125 now here in Crawley that have an NFT, which is their first time they ever minted an NFT. So just by the nature of not forcing it on them, we've been able to kind of see some of that education take place. We haven't gone out of our way to. To force it and it's, it's it's worked out well and i think there's more people that want to learn more and you know we've had discussions very briefly and like high level with you know city uh, council members that you know hey we can we set up a, a school to teach solidity and other you know coding languages and and you know that's something that's super long term and big picture but i think that's going to be important down the road um, but early on it's you know not the, the first thing we should be doing um to answer on the other side how you know, we're teaching fans and locals about Crawley Town. I mean, that's one of our biggest, I think. Um, It's one of our, what's, what's the word or way to articulate this? It's one of the most important pieces to the puzzle where it's League Two still not that many, especially in Americans, you know, America, most Americans, I think most NFT holders are American. Like I grew up without a quote unquote soccer team to root for. So if I heard about this story and I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. I'm already into NFTs or crypto. All right, what's Crawley time? What's League Two? I mean, it's really uh, one thing that we need to do a conscious effort of is from almost like a content media standpoint is, is teaching everyone about not only the local team and the players, the coaches, uh, but other teams in the league and, and trying to show them you know, what, what it is that, that we're, we're facing every week when we go to play on Saturday. What, who, is, who is the strengths? Who are the best players on the opposition? Uh, what do they like to do tactically? Um, how have they played recently, do they have any injuries, et cetera. So that's that's something that's important. We've um, done some stuff from the content side. We've done a few token-gated, like, streams of training sessions and secondary streams with comedians that are hosting live here from uh, Crawley Stadium and uh, just try, like, a few things here and there. We, I think you know, we want Kevin Betsy, the head coach uh, who we brought in, the manager, to kind of get things settled before we start asking him for too much. We like to do an AMA every week with him and talk over the upcoming opposition and just basically give NFT holders an inside look, like an unprecedented inside look at the club as well as other clubs. Um, because yeah, we need to teach them about League Two about English football and like w- what it is that we're trying to do here.
0: I love that idea of like, you know, almost like a, a, a documentary style kind of what's going on behind the scenes. I think that's, um... yeah, that's a really interesting take on it I hadn't I hadn't considered that but I think that will work for you really well if you can like maintain engagement and I suppose that's really the 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 skill right in 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 web 3 particularly and actually weirdly in sport too right it's about maintaining engagement the way you do that through sporting side of things is by winning games um, and what's the way that you do that through web 3 well by being open, by being honest, by being consistent, uh, and by creating a story, so that people can can follow what what it is you're trying to pull together and and awesome. understand what the opposition looks like, Bobby.
2: It's a very Gary V concept as well, isn't it? To document the process. I think that that goes hand in hand with you know the fact that he's on the team and you've got that you, you're gonna. There's all the platforms now. You have got TikTok, Instagram. Like mm-hmm. this, this far like exceeds just crypto twitter this is like a universal thing and then other teams and other sports can look on this as uh, the sort of flagship of how to bring nfts and web3 to to sports properly um it, it does seem
3: that way i'll just add real quick uh, And th- you know i referenced that that line or our pitch earlier was uh moneyball meets ted lasso on crypto ca- cocaine it, it really is though like three parts it's it's you know the Ted Lasso part. Sure, Ted Lasso. It's funny. It was a big show, especially in America. Um, but that's really what we mean by like media and content, right? That's like the engagement arm. The Moneyball arm is like on the pitch. We're trying to do everything you know in a way that's data driven. And, and you know, with my background in sports betting and analytics, I'm trying to make sure that we're making uh, efficient decisions and that we're spending money correctly and that we're getting players that are conducive to the style of play that Kevin betsy would like to play and that we think. Um, Can be a long-term success for the club, and then the crypto cocaine part is well, we're all degenerates, and you know we're all into crypto. So, I mean, that one was obvious, but the other, I think, the way you put it, Bobby, was was dead on as far as the importance of media content and engagement.
0: Amazing, thank you, and thanks, thanks for your honesty with it. You you call yourself the Internet's team. I love that phrase. You, You mentioned it a little moment ago. What are your plans to like extend that message then beyond? like you you know i i'm thinking internationally right like soccer is the largest sport in the world in terms of coverage the fifa world cup is the largest sporting event in the world in terms of revenue and uh advertising but also i i think i would be confident in saying in terms of fans anyone feel free to correct me i apologize if it's cricket or something else like that but like what what are your what are your aspirations in terms of extending that message then now that you have the 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 entire internet webs one two and three in front of you like how do, how do you want to pursue that goal
3: we have a lot of ideas that, that are are more like brainstorming stage but right out of the gate i think um i mean you mentioned world cup for example and coincidentally you have usa england facing each other in the group stages i mean we're going to do a lot of content surrounding uh the world cup uh just to try to you know, it's, it's not a, it's an interesting battle because we need to focus on the football, um, but we also need to get people's attention. And so I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. do an example. I'm not sure if any of you saw uh, the, the Carlisle video that we posted before we played Carlisle uh, two weeks ago in the season opener. Uh, I'm sure some people on this uh, call have, uh, or at least listeners have, um, but it was uh, one that we got from a comedian that he kind of like uh, dressed up as a red devil, probably town red devils. So it's like the mascot or, or uh and he, he wanted to do like a series it's called, why do we hate them? It was just basically roast every other club and post it before the game so that people can get to know all the other like shithole towns in the UK. That was the way he put it. We're like, all oh, right, that kind of sounds fun. <laughs> like,
6: and, and so he like,
3: he, well, there's plenty of them. That's what he said. So we, we get this first one with, with, with Carlisle and, um, maybe wasn't the best one to have first out of the gate, because uh, they're located in Cumbria, and so he would kind of maybe cross the line a little bit on some of the jokes that he used. Uh, the local fans in Crawley did not like it immediately. They thought it was too disrespectful. Said we crossed the line. They asked us to delete it, and so it's interesting. So let me throw this guy, you know, at you, and I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts are because Eben, while he's, I'm more on the football side, and he's doing more operations on this type of stuff, and he would publicly take the blame if he wanted to. But uh, this, this is this is his his point is. He's like, before we deleted that tweet in about five hours, we had, uh, you know, like 330,000 impressions or something, which was over, it was like 11 X what we typically would do for some of our other tweets or content for a few days. And it, it, served its purpose, right? Like a lot of it was negative because people thought we crossed the line, but we got a lot of attention. And so had we done a different one, maybe if it was late Orient first, right. Or, or whoever we end up playing, um, Maybe it wouldn't have been as drastic. People would have liked it. They would have been like, oh, that's a funny roast. And it would have caught on. And then, in, you know, week 14 against Carlisle, maybe they wouldn't have cared as much. But uh, so maybe we were unlucky a little bit. I think we misjudged the reaction a little bit. I also had plenty of locals that were like, wow. And they generally skewed on the younger side. they like, I'm surprised by all the outrage. I thought it was hilarious. So like, that's just one example of, hey, we're trying to do something different and unique. And we're taking risks. And from a content perspective, um, we got a ton of attention. But then it kind of backfired a little bit in some respects. But it also was great in some respects. So it's a weird balance. Oh. We're trying to always figure out, like, what's the next thing we should do?
0: Yeah, it's the old adage that there is uh, no such thing as uh, a bad news story, right? Sort of, but yes. <laughs> 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 Mr. Yellow, go for
4: it, dude. I, I, Yeah, quick question. Have you got anyone – you've got, like, an all-star team behind the project. But have you got anyone locally giving you the – the context or you know helping you understand what football fans think because um and secondary to that have you done the sky news thing uh the sky sports thing yet uh we've
3: been in sky sports news for the last four months in articles here and there i've done a few interviews uh, off the record i'm going into their studio just coincidentally that's what i was referencing on wednesday so that was all uh i was i was mentioning there so there's going to be something um done in the near future with them but uh going back to your your main question i think one thing that uh a big positive i guess is just and i'll I'll pat myself on the back a little bit i don't do it too much but i've i've been extremely open all my dms are open discord like i'm trying to respond to everybody that reaches out and so a lot of the local fans they either contact me directly a lot of them have my phone number now and they hit me up on whatsapp uh, we put together a fan council of new people I had kind of met over my first two months in Crawley where they can also hear from all the Facebook groups and forums that they're on because I can't monitor every single thing. And then they come to me and say, hey, here's some of the questions or some of the concerns or this is how the fan experience was at the first game. And then I can respond and say, hey, this is why we did it this way. Or, hey, let me take that one to the staff. That's a good idea. And then it's just like this kind of good fluid system where I am I feel like I'm in constant contact with the fans I've also lived here for about half of the year, despite having a wife and three kids to, over in Los Angeles. And so I'm um, trying to ingrain myself in the culture and be like in front of people's eyes, I think goes a long way. And so that's, that's part of it. And um, on top of that, we have, you know, people we've hired that are on the ground that are um, helping on the football side and you know getting an idea of like what's happened um, you know, inside the office with the staff. And so there's, there's a few other people that are, are helpful there, but, um, you know, there aren't like, for example, we even did for our first home opener. Here's another thing. Um, we had, I think, probably 12 or 13 owners that flew out for the home opener here. And on top of that, some NFT holders and some CryptoPunk holders that are friends and our in our network, friends and family, they all came down to Crawley. We played a fans versus owners match just across the street from the stadium. Uh, like a full 90 minutes, like referee, everything and we would have gotten smoked, but we had a bunch of uh, the NFT holders and, and staff playing with us. Uh, otherwise there was only like two of the Americans that can actually play football. Um, but that was really fun. And I think, like when was the last time fans got to play a game of footy with their owners? Like it just hasn't really happened before. And we're just trying to like be real and, you know, keep it, um, you know, show them that we're all kind of the same in, in a sense. And, and that we're all trying uh, to, you know, the Wagner United, the whole tagline, you know, we're all going to make it. We, Quite literally, just about inclusivity and, and being friendly to people and trying to help each other, build each other up. Mate,
4: I'm so impressed with what you've said there about engaging the community. Um, as a fan, I wish you bought Talk United. <laughs> um, can I say one thing, though? Sure. Please do not use the university or college football analogy on Sky Sports. It will not play well. <laughs> no, it, it People think football is more important than that. If you compare it to like a university game, um, that is not going to go damn well. So oh, That's because you... they
0: don't get it, though. The uni games in the States are wild, man. Insane, like... man. Yeah. Exactly, no, no, though. But, but it's cultural
4: you... relevance. <laughs> <man. laughs> if, you, if you tell me, compare it to a university, people are going to go, no, this is professional football you're talking about. Put
2: it this way. Mr. Yellow, we're never going to compare Torquay United to such a well established uh, establishment like a university. Torquay, yeah. uh, yeah, you know, there's safe. other things we that's can compare Torquay to. So <laughs> it's like very good, um, it's the Hindu capital of the UK. It's dreadful. But um... Uh, now, now, <laughs> now, gentlemen, this, this is um, going to be a football hooligan fight over the internet in a minute. but, uh, <laughs> On, Let's let the...
0: avoid that for, for <laughs> Wagner United's sake. NFT Zerk, you had your hand up, dude. Are you all right? Hello. hello.
1: Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I'm just listening in. It's super interesting. Such a cool idea. Um, I love the thing that you mentioned about you let some of the, the fans and the holders actually vote on your decision in terms of what players you buy. It's kind of like a, an in real life uh, FIFA ultimate team, right? And it's just such a cool concept. Is that something that you're like actively going to be doing inside of the NFT and the community or is that something that was kind of a one-off? Did it Big go well?
3: Time. No? Big time. We want to shape this with us. So uh, it's, it's almost like football manager in a sense. And yeah. you know, and I think in general, you guys, if you're familiar with you know Web3 or just crypto, you've heard a lot about the fan tokens, like Socios, for example. They've tried to do some things, and I know they were hot for a minute, and then they just completely crashed. Ultimately, people just don't really care if the vote is Coke or Pepsi. Like They just want to go watch the game, or they're at home, and it doesn't matter anyway. And so we're trying to actually make, you know, decisions with fans, whether they're season ticket holders or NFT holders that are actual big picture items, right? We were have, we had a, a six figure to keep it vague decision at the end of the season on where we were going to you know put some funds on one more quality footballer. And they each voted and midfielder one. And then we brought in uh, Brandon Mason who's going to play the left side of the Betsy plays a three, five, one, one. And so he plays left of the five and midfield and left back. So it was, it was a, it was a really cool experience just to see it happen. I think the majority were on – I think it was like 52% were on midfield, so it wasn't even that tight of a, a race. I think most people saw that as a, as a need. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've, we've had discussions and what's been great, too. I'm not sure if they're on or listening at the time, but there's been a few local um, initial haters, early Discord April days, that are now mods in our Discord that <laughs> kind of get it, and they're like trying to – but they're also, like, helping us, like, understand new things or, or, you know, in the English ways. And, you know, we had an idea. For example, I'll just throw this out. I don't think it's uh, something I have to keep quiet. Uh, we, one of the the votes we were considering to throw out there uh, more recently, we ended up just passing. We don't want to force votes just for the sake of it either. Um, but we were like, hey, like, before the season starts, if we were to give each season ticket holder and each NFT holder call it 100 points, and they were allotted to go towards three buckets, and each bucket one is – where we put um, our focus to this season one being promotion two being the FA cup and three being um, the EFL trophy. And they were just like, you know, that's a waste of a question. Like everyone's just going to vote for promotion almost like most people would at least there. And so we're like, okay, well, if that's the case, then we'll make sure we're rested and, you know, prioritizing promotion versus the cup runs. Um, And so we didn't even use that as a vote, but that was something that came up as a possibility. Another one, you know, our, our, club currently trains on 4g they play on, on astro turf uh, they don't train on grass that's been the number one thing we've been trying to get there's not a local pitch in crawley that is available for for training or if there are there are so many people using it that by december it would be in such poor shape we couldn't even use it it wouldn't be professional level um, so we found uh, you know one club that had grass area that we could install like sprinkler irrigation and put up fences and do maintenance for two pitches over the course of the year but then you get that figures like well over 200,000 pounds for one year. And it's going to someone else. And our whole long-term goal here is like across the way from the stadium. Um, there's a ton of grass space and we want to talk to the city about doing our own training facilities and build and developing locally where we have this Crawley campus of sorts. And so uh, we don't really want to put, you know, almost a quarter million pounds into someone else's just to rent it for a year. We're going to save it and put it into the development, um, But at the same time, that's going to be like an 18 to 24 month process. So people hopefully be patient. Uh, That was something though. we had early days. This is why I brought it up. I apologize. The voting we had, we had thought, Hey, what if we had them say, Hey, do we put 230,000 pounds? Like that was the number. Do we put that on grass training facility this year that we rent and maintain or players? And we asked uh, Kevin Betsy and uh, I probably am not allowed to quote him, but I'm going to quote him anyway. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, He said, well, if we don't have players to play, we might as well pack up and go home then. <laughs> so at that point, we realized, okay, he doesn't really care that much about the grass training. It would be a, a you know, nice to have, but not a necessity. Mm-hmm. And so we we put it towards the squad itself. So um, anyway, those are items that have come up, and then as we discuss them, and we're pretty collaborative here with like everything we do on the football side. Um, you know, if there's a close call, then it's like, all right, let's go to the the greater. Um, community and audience and see what they think but a couple of these other ones we were able to just answer internally so we just kind of play it by ear we don't want to force votes just for the sake of saying there's all this utility or whatever you know we have to be um, careful with how we we approach it
0: it's really fascinating and and yeah sorry to jump on that Zerk, but fascinating the sense that if you invite a community to for example choose between a number of players to then select a player that you you sign like they're going to be so invested in like that player and hoping that that player does well because they've they've had a part in that. And also yeah. the idea that as a concept of of uh, what can you vote on, you guys have actually been able to answer questions that perhaps people wouldn't have been as forthcoming with the information. Like you know a, a, a manager or or someone else at a club being as forceful as that and saying, well, if we haven't got the players, then there's there's no we might as well just pack up because. <laughs> That that allows you to have asked a question without necessarily asking the question or, or trying to put words in anyone's Bingo. mouth, which I think is a really, really interesting concept. I'm really sorry. Zerk. did you want to finish your point there, dude, before we just uh, jump to yes. space, man?
1: No, all good. I mean, amazing answers there, obviously. Um, I guess this is the beauty of Web3, right? Like being able to be so in touch with your fans in your case uh, and your holders. That is that's literally why I love it so much. Like you can transform your business entirely and just have it on such a more personal level. So yeah, you'll build those super fans in the club. Uh, like Ben says, you know they actually actually get to make decisions as well, which is such a cool idea. Um, I, I keep going back to the FIFA Ultimate Team idea, but you know imagine if you could unlock. Uh, packs of uh, football cards, and you know, you win drinks at the stadium or maybe a, a shirt every now and then, that would be super cool. But yeah, really, really love what you're doing, super cool. And we're following you. I don't think I'm going to be supporting you guys, but you know, <laughs> actually, <laughs> <so>. um,
6: <laughs> thank you, Zerk. Uh, that's Space Clan, can I get you to jump up, buddy? Yeah, Cosman, can you hear me okay? <clears throat> all good. I'm giving Bobby a run for his money, uh, dialing in from COS in Greece, which uh, oh, you scoundrel, yeah. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that. Beautiful I mean, view here, but...
2: 31 degrees in Cornwall.
6: Yeah, <laughs> and they, uh, I, I'll raise you another four, but that is—it uh, cost me a few quid to get here. Which, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, the, that's the challenge. Hey, look, I'll be—I'll be quick, Preston. I, I've absolutely loved uh, hearing the story. I'm a huge fan. Um, what you're experiencing here is like a full UK panel of guys uh, that have been brought up on football to a, a greater or lesser degree. So. Um, superb to uh, to hear from you man. and um, just a few things like firstly um your your like roast um uh, campaign if you if you like that you kicked off and then withdrew um, yep. may I'd just encourage you like be brave with that stuff like I actually loved that, and I think you okay. said it a, a slightly positioned a different way it could have absolutely ripped, and that would have been phenomenal um for publicity and and, and for coverage which you know, please, please, please have another go at a few of those things. I'm sure, I'm sure you will. We actually,
3: real quick, I'm gonna interrupt you. We had a late Orient visit our home opener the following week, and we were talking to their social media team, and they said we were really bummed. We were really looking forward to the <laughs> video. They wanted it, and we were like, no. Like, see, I think, I think we were just a little overreactive, and Evan, my partner, yeah. was like pretty distraught when I told him that. And he's like, we, yeah. should have just, we should have just kept Go up for with it. it. So, Go for it, man. Um, Go I for it. I appreciate that sentiment. That, that's helpful. Thank you.
6: Um, and then, I mean, my team is Leicester. Um, I think it's a model of a football club uh, where the owners are in touch with the fans. So, you know, have a look at those guys and hmm. and yeah. how, how the Thai family that own the club have uh, flown to, to get... They're always at games, which is just huge, huge for the UK, that they, they see the owners active in the club, which obviously you're you're they're over right now. So again, massive, massive tick for me. Um, I guess my my, my key point, and I'll get to it because I've got a huge commercial background is, um, you know, football, whether you like it or not in the UK is absolutely all about money. Mm-hmm. So uh, another team I follow closely is Brentford. Um, my sister's married to a lifelong Brentford fan who runs the website and is heavily involved in the club. So, you know, Brentford have smashed the other Red Devils this weekend, just gone. I'm sure you didn't miss that. Um, but a few years ago, you know, those guys were down where you are now. And it, it is absolutely possible in the UK to grow a team. And, um, you know, so my, my question really is like, you know, clearly you guys have got some money, but what would be your plan to really seriously generate a level of money that would um, get you guys propelled uh, to the upper upper levels in the game?
3: Yeah, great question. And we know some of the people at Brentford with our backgrounds in sports betting and stuff and analytics. And uh, we've talked to them a few times about strategy. I think one of the – actually, I won't say this. There's an edge that they actually told us that is pretty – it's definitely not utilized at League One, League Two levels very frequently that they thought they just, like, handed to us, which was – I don't know. It was really nice of them that we're looking into, but also is it's – like part of this game is finding minute, like zero to 1% edges. And if you add them all up over time, you know, the hope is, it it eventually turns positive. So um, anyway, Brentford has been great to us. So I just wanted to give them some love. Uh, As far as, uh, oh yeah, you said creating um, actual like revenue streams that are extremely meaningful. I mean, to be clear, uh, there's like two sides to that. I think that question part one is to put, some context into where Crawley was at before, like, you know, they did hmm, like 727 season tickets, I think last year. Right. And then we did nearly 1100 before the season started this season. Um, So there's been an increase there. They think they sold eight to 900 shirts or jerseys. Um, You know, we sold over 10,000, which is 11 X the amount of shirts they sold all of last season. We did before the first game and we charged seven times as much. So um, in the context of the club and where it was, Relative to that, you know, we've we've done good. Uh, your question is relative to like say a championship level club, um, and what's interesting is you look at a lot of championship level clubs. I think you know they have between fifteen and twenty five thousand like really avid fan bases, depending on the club and the location. Which, uh, if you really think about it, I mean, the internet's pretty big. You know, I think we had last time I looked fifty five hundred unique uh, token holders. Like, if we're able to monetize just some of this crowd sports slash crypto web three fan correctly and, and attach them to the currently already existing crawley town fan um, we think it's possible we you know we just have to you know three or four x from here but we think we have a really good uh, foundation based on you know the last couple of
6: months cool man i wish you absolutely all the best with it and uh Thank like Zach said we'll be we'll be looking on with interest no question Great. Listen,
0: I, I'm I'm really conscious of your time, Preston, and you've already given us so much. So I'm I'm gonna we're gonna go for like another ten fifteen minutes if that's all right with you. Um, yep. Very very quickly, uh, I've had one question that's come through to me via WhatsApp. Weirdly, someone who's listening who can't can't uh, can't come up and speak, but has just said, "What do the players think of a team?" That's being owned by a digital community. Like, have they had a great deal to say about it? What's their, is their view different to that of the of the fans?
1: Great question.
3: So, uh, one caveat to be clear: the community doesn't actually own any shares in Crawley Town, right? Like, to, just to make sure legally everything's sure. clear. No, fair, um, one, fair, um, one. thank yeah. you. But they're, they're, you know, his point though is that you know maybe they're governed by community, or or they're still owned by a Wagner United group of like digital crypto like, you know, bros, as the articles said early on. So uh, I'll, I'll say some of them are older and don't really care. But, you know, a lot of players are the younger generation. And I think they're all just so digitally native already anyway. They at least get it to some extent. Uh, and, and they also think it's kind of cool and new. And, you know, there's a few of them uh, primarily that already own NFTs and crypto and have been a part of the space for a while. Um, there's one in particular. It was actually Brandon Mason who we did sign. And he was like the NFT player after that vote. Uh, he's. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to plug this for him or not, so I don't think he'll get angry. But he's actually been working behind the scenes with some uh, some other bigger names in the UK uh, on a, a sneaker NFT project, and I'm not sure if they have like a date exactly. I know he's kind of said it's a few months away still, but I mean he's already like in deep trying to do his own thing um, as well as you know play football. And so I think uh, seeing that is has been uh, really great, and just the positivity around the players in general. I haven't gotten any negative feedback of like oh, all these owners don't know what they're doing or you know crypto guys digital stuff stupid it's a scam like zero of that and, and honestly it helps when we're you know trying to support them and we're bringing them you know better staff situations and you know better health and fitness and sports science stuff so i, I think they're appreciative too so they're probably not supposed to complain but ultimately a lot of them uh, you know are just they, they get it and, and they think it's kind of cool to be a part of we just uh, we got to get off the right foot here and, and start winning some games
0: Amazing.
2: Bobby, go for it. Um, when would there be like a, a kit merge for Crawley Town and Wagner United so that it becomes one and the same? Or is that not something that would happen? Because this kit's awesome. Um, and would the squiggle then appear on the Crawley Town um,
3: kit? Or it is. is it? it is. They've been playing in a red one. You could oh, pull fantastic. It. Or maybe someone could pull a tweet from the Crawley Town FC uh, Twitter account. But yeah, the, 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 they actually play in the squiggle. So they've played in the home red. And then the away is the black, and then the third is like uh, an all white, which I believe we'll be wearing soon because when we go on the road, uh, we go away to Rushdale, I believe, uh, in about a week and a half, and they wear black. So I think we'll be wearing white. Um, that's not confirmed, so I apologize if that's incorrect. But no, I, heard that's in, I heard it in a staff meeting earlier, so I think that's. So correct. do if I because I up.
2: need a new team after the abysmal performance <laughs> of my team this weekend against Brentford. I am now in the in the market for a new Red Devil. Well, wow, Bobby, I uh, think
0: you just stick with the other Red Devils. Clearly, uh, yeah, I'm, then-
2: I'm, 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 for all my pain and suffering, I think it's about time. Yeah. I'm not even from Manchester. Uh, and I, well I, I wholeheartedly don't... <laughs> agree with you No shit Bobby no shit. <laughs> But I don't, I don't want to support No Midlands one is either, so.
0: um, Preston I've got I've got a question for you which is um, uh, I asked it of the, uh, the guys from Roboto's And Toy Boogers that joined us last week uh, For the first episode Of the show and it's, um, it's it's not necessarily about storylining, but it's now that we've got you here and you're, you're clearly, you know, uh, in a fantastic position, having built out what is a very, very exciting proposition as a um, as a project. And that is that if you could go back now in time to say, like the month that led up to Mint and mm. and tell yourself the most important thing that you've learned subsequently, what would that be and why?
3: This is a, this is a fantastic question. Uh, you actually, just to give people some context, you sent over the questions before I just took a look briefly and this one stood out. I was like my favorite question you guys had written up. Um, not because of like, what could I have done to make the mint better? Actually. So my background actually pre sports betting is in psychology. Uh, and I think it's just really you know, mental health in general is just so important. It's on the top of my priority list just for all walks of life. And one thing that I think I've, I've seen a lot of artists, you know, photographers, whether you're doing your own project, PFP, whatever, like anything in this space, um, there's so many external variables that you can't control. And I'll get into some of ours in a minute. That is really hard emotionally and mentally to like keep grinding through. But you have to realize that those are emotional, excuse me, those are external variables that you literally have no control over. And so for, um, if you're an artist out there, you're thinking about doing NFTs or just whatever your, your, your business industry is, you know, IRL. Uh, I think it's really important to, uh, you know, not like, like your question's great. It's like, what would I have told myself a month before? And I think I would have told myself, don't stress that is going to crash seventy percent the month before you have a mint drop. It did, and like, obviously, like that changes. We we're trying to, you know, change our our pricing price point because we actually have real overhead costs in running a professional club relative to typical projects of the last year and a half, where you're just trying to like get some ETH and then you know build a community or whatever and so people we had a high mint price right it was 0.35 now it wouldn't have been that high if ETH hadn't crashed so much and that was like really difficult to try to sort out and and to figure out on our end and it was it was stressful and I think I I I reacted too heavily and i had like kind of back up and be like okay look you couldn't control the price of ETH now it's of course it's already almost doubled since so it's just like bad timing stuff but you know you just have to keep pushing forward and like another item we didn't get into this we don't need to get into it further but Nine days after we acquired this club and people can go Google John Yems in Crawley Town, but that was the previous manager. Nine days after we acquired the club, we got a call from the FA saying, hey, there are racist and discriminatory allegations against your manager. Please take them seriously. And we had to push pop. the NFT drop date set for May 8th. It was about a month after we acquired the club. We ended up pushing that back two months. So like, like that's another thing. Like ETH was 3,500 at the time versus you know 1,200 when we did the drop. And there's just like, when it's all said and done, I could go back and tell myself I could have done this, could have done that. There's so many external variables that, especially in something like this where we're balancing so much, um, it's just healthy, I think, to do your best work and just tr- commit to the vision and just you know keep grinding in that sense and not really worry about too much of the other stuff. And you know, hopefully, it's just going to work out. And you know, we have a lot of cool and, and, and you know great-minded people in our network and in our group that I think we'll be able to pull this off.
0: Amazing. Thank you for answering that. So honestly, it's uh, it's one of my big ambitions for this show is that we get a real honest account from founders and builders in the space where they're able to uh, to really kind of, you know, speak freely and openly. And so, yeah, I really appreciate that. Mr. Yellow, last one from you, dude, because then I'm going to ask anyone from the audience. That wants yeah, yeah, to come up yeah. To do, uh, to no problem. Christmas.
4: And I'll make it really quick. And it Preston, you won't be able to probably answer this with data because that's Web three. But like, football fans are not necessarily an FT native at all. I can't think of one person at Talkie United that I could um, sort of turn over. So, um, just like anecdotally is fine. But do you know how many people like bought at Mint? Who were fans? And then also, do you know how many have like started to buy in now that they've seen it a lot more and heard a lot more about it? And I
3: know you can't know that, but (laughs) I can give you at least some some insight. You know, I think it was interesting, especially if you were in this space for the last uh, year and a half. And if you were to see some of the names attached to our group, attached to this project, there were definitely a set of people. Whether they were bots or just you know manually trying to flip the NFTs, like oh this is going to sell out, we're going to try to flip it real quick and make money, and that's like literally the opposite of we we were telling people we want fans, not flippers. Like this is just not that type of project. Plus the market is just a bear market. Like what can you do? It's just not going to be as conducive to flipping and profiting as frequently. So uh, there were definitely a portion that did that. They were upset right after because um, we kept them in open until our first home game kicked off. Um, I, I think the official numbers were like 10,200 was the final mint. Um, I'm trying to think if there. Is, I, w- I would tell you this. I think there was about an increase of 450 as far as unique token holders, meaning there might've been between four and 500 that kind of bailed because they were looking into it to flip and it, that wasn't the case. And so they're like, all right, I'm done with it. And then that meant there were 400 to 500 new fans that, maybe heard of it over time and saw what we were doing and were interested and in. definitely still get people every other day that will DM me or say, hey, this is uh, my first time I've minted an NFT or or even bought one off secondary. And um, I'm really intrigued and you know just wanted to let you know I'm supporting you. And so um, I think there are quite a few new fans uh, in that sense, or I should say football fans in that sense that are new to Web3. But I couldn't give you an exact number, but I can at least say that, you know, I think there's 400 to 500 since that, since that uh, first day where we, um, I think I think there were about five thousand and fifty unique holders after the first day.
0: Amazing! Thanks for that. Great for question, Mister Yellow. Um, I've invited up Metaverse lawyer to uh, to speak. So, uh, oh hey, no,
7: jump jump up! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not in trouble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, I'm a, I'm am I'm a holder. Wagmi United. I I, picked right, up, I think I minted um, three off the bat. And then I took advantage of some of the people that were paper handing and dumping their NFTs and picked up a couple more off the floor. Nice. And, um, and the reason I picked up a couple more and it's, I want to just wanted to share this, I guess, before I get to a question, but um, you know, I've been a long time um, football fan, soccer fan. I played, you know, I'm a little beyond my best playing years. I turned 40 a couple of years back and promptly ripped my Achilles tendon playing <laughs> indoor soccer. Nice. <laughs> it's like a timing belt going out in a used car. Right. But, um, and I have three brothers, and we've always loved watching English football. We're kind of like, I guess, the weird Americans that always loved um, soccer even more than American football. G- got up to watch the English Premier League games early all the time. Um, back in the '90s, when you had to like find the Sky Sports uh, recap at the end of the week to try to follow our clubs. But um, so I bought the extra NFTs so that I could gift them to my three brothers. You know, kind of as early Christmas presents. And it's been awesome just to be able to share that with them, and and it, I finally found the way to onboard them into NFTs. None of them listened to me and uh, told them to you know buy an a, nice. a mutant or anything like that. But they got behind the idea of you know the club, what you guys are doing with Wagmi United and Crowley Town, and it's also awesome just for us to be able to have a team that kind of unites us together. I mean, I'm a long suffering Spurs fan. Two of my brothers are Liverpool fans, and the other one is just the, the outcast of the family. He loves Man City. So um, <laughs> it's it was a awesome nice goal to be for able... you
3: yesterday at the death. Oh, that corner. was a <laughs> well blast! Done. Loved it. And, and the aftermath with uh, Conte and. Is it Tuchel?
7: I forgot how to say the other coach's name. Tuchel, anyways, yeah.
3: that was That was amazing. I thought that was hilarious. That
7: was yeah. Wasn't that awesome? I mean, I, I love Conte. I just got to give a plug for him. As Spurs fans, we can finally like dream again until we start being Spursy, but Conte is the man. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, just wanted to say like, we're, we're really excited to follow Crowley Town and um, watch the matches when we can. Um, and so, my question was like, is there what have you guys thought about or if if anything you can share or thoughts about ways to maybe get um, your United States based fans over there at some point for a match. If you have any kind of like plans to do like a discount to, for for accommodations or to get tickets for NFT holders or anything like that, if not even this year, but just in the future. I mean, we're in this for the long haul and we're excited to have a club that we can kind of rally around together and watch from the start. We've all kind of had to just adopt our teams over the years um, but now we, this is kind of like we're, we're, adopting this as our club. So that's where are you going talking talk about that? By, by the way, um, that's, that's amazing. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I live in Las Vegas and two of, two uh, of us live in Vegas and two, one lives in Utah and one lives in Oregon. So we're kind of spread out now. So football has always been a thing that's brought us together, sport in general. Um, are you guys, are you LDS? Yes.
3: So am I, I served a mission in Portugal. So anyway, oh, you said nice. Vegas, you said Vegas, and Utah, and I lived in both. So I was like, there's like a 90% chance. That you guys yeah, are. But, uh, exactly. Anyways, that probably helps yeah.
7: out. We've all lived all over the world, too. Like, I lived in Brazil um, way back ah, when. I followed in, in town. You world know. Portuguese. Follow, follow. <laughs> okay. Vamos falar em português e
3: pessoas vão embora. So, here's what I'll say. We'll, we'll stop speaking in Portuguese. So, uh, one, I think it's that's like <laughs> the brilliance of what we're trying to do, right? Is actually create a real community where you can have families from different parts of the world whether it's you know, the United States or any country that can like come together and root for a team. Um, so that's amazing. I was, I was, the reason I asked where you were from, you know, we just did our first like IRL event in Los Angeles where some of our founders are based and it went, it went really well. I and mean, as people just showed up, we had a, a, a venue rented out and people hosted and they were able to just watch the game on Saturday morning. And, and just, I think they got like Chick-fil-A and Starbucks in the morning for breakfast. And, um, It was a good time. But the intent is to host those in actually Vegas and like New York City and L.A. pretty regularly. Um, So that's like a starting point for uh, NFT holders where you have like token gated access to these IRL events. And, you know, if there's someone, you know, there are a few people in Chicago, for example, they reached out and said, hey, my buddy owns a bar. And, you know, there's like 10 of us from Chicago. Can we do something? And it's like, yeah, we should we should probably do that. So I think we're going to be open to any of that. And then from there, we want part of our whole fan engagement kind of tech build out behind the scenes, which is going to take some time, but we're working on it. Um, it's going to be contest related and kind of, um, engaging with, within different groups, like subgroups within the community. And if you're like winning a contest or able to win a contest, you know, there'll be prizes with like, you know, uh, flying you out to to London slash Crawley for uh, a weekend and seeing a game and hosting you in the hospitality suite and that type of thing. So there'll be opportunities there. Um, and then there might be some bigger picture stuff that we do, um, World Cup that's been in discussion and um but we'll I probably can't say more detail on, on that front but I, I think any of the uh people that are out there that just want to be involved or have an idea or um you eventually come out here like we'll do our best to find a way for you to to join us I mean yeah there's plenty of opportunities and summer's crazy and way more expensive so if someone wants to come not during the summer like let's let's try to make it happen
0: that's great thank you and thank you for the question great question um i'm going to take one more um and then i'm going to wrap up because uh, i promised preston that this would be an hour and it's already been eight minutes more so apologies it's for okay that. no problem um, last question i'm going to invite someone called playing mia up onto the stage who has just requested um and uh it's always a risk isn't it it's always nerve-wracking when some- you invite someone up hey mia
5: hi thank you for taking my call and um uh, it's, it's lovely to find out about the project, I must admit. Uh, I only really just uh, caught the tail end of this, but I'm very interested in what's been discussed.
0: Awesome. It's recorded, so you will be able to go back and listen. Again. Oh,
5: brilliant. Um, I guess my question is this, is that because it is um, obviously international, um, is there an element of you know, removing the grassroots element of the game, like especially some like football in the country?
3: Can you give me more uh, context? Like, what exactly do you think... Uh, what, what, what's an example?
5: I mean, um, you have, like, international following clubs like um, Tottenham, um, long-suffering Tottenham supporters, uh, Man United, etc. But when you go down the lower leagues, like League One, uh, League Two, League Three, etc., you know, Crawley Town is, like, supported by people predominantly in the area or someone who has family there. Got it, got it. Um, and so my interest is this, it's like when it comes to an international team and when it comes to Web3Base, which is a really interesting proposition, to what extent does it take away from the grassroots aspect of a game um, and a town like curling, and the people who've been supporting it for years?
3: Perfect. Understood. Thank you. No, that was great. So um, yeah, a couple of things. One, I think when we were doing some research, we found that uh, only six clubs in all of the UK and they're all in the Premier League actually have more international fans or make more money internationally than they do with their local, uh, fan base or supporters. Um, in theory we were, we would be number seven. If you actually looked at like season ticket sales versus NFT holders, it's not quite the same thing, but just in in theory, that's part of our thesis is we're attaching all of these new fans and there's a lot of potential fans internationally here. And so how do we do it in a way that we don't forget about the local fan? And the grassroots part of it all and so i think that's a great question you know part of the for example that first fan decision where we had a vote um 50 of the vote went to season ticket holders and there aren't as nearly as many season ticket holders as there are nft holders so the actual season ticket vote you know per vote is was worth quite a bit more um but we think that's important to include them in any of the decision making because it should be two-sided right it's fans in general whether you live locally or not um and so some of the the other things that Um, we've done with the moderators in discord and just being engaging. And I think maybe you missed it earlier. I referenced how open I've been to DMS constantly on Twitter and living here half of the time and doing fan forums and like playing pickup footy with the locals. We did an owners versus fans game before the night before our home opener and just trying to show them that, you know, we're here for real and we have their backs. um, I think was, was really important to kind of gain their trust and respect and they've shown us nothing but, um, you know, respect back. And so um, it's, a, it's a great point. Cause I think we've, we've, we've seen that from a lot of the press. It's, it sounded like you probably like are a journalist in your old, old days or something, but they're like, Oh, well, how are you going to, you know, make sure you don't forget the other people. Look, that, it's, it's the base of it. And I think Kevin Betsy actually had a quote or our manager um, a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to misquote him, but it alluded to the importance of the fan and everything we do no matter the location, because that's the foundation of this club. And if we don't have that, then we don't have a club. And we don't, this whole idea and project is dead. And so that'll always be, um, you know, one of our, our main priorities.
5: Well, Thank I'm you. I'm really glad to hear that. So just to follow up on that point, because Kevin Betsy is a great manager. He was he came from Arsenal. He came from England. So you made a great appointment with him as the former under-23 coach at Arsenal. And then you poach the under eighteen coach from Arsenal. <laughs> yes. that's a really good job, and it shows that you know your football as well, which is really really good. I guess what I was alluding to was the fact that, like in Wrexham, you had a few Hollywood stars come in, and they do a few documentaries, and um, it was a really interesting juxtaposition to see, like you know, celebrities flying in for a match in like a stadium which is built for like what a couple of thousand people. Um, and seeing that kind of tradition of going to the local team with like a pie and some chips and, and a beer or something and, and having that flipped on its head, someone having the scrutiny of like multimedia, uh, sorry, multinational kind of um, coverage on, on a, a game which probably wouldn't have had much more than local press coverage in the best instance. But one last just follow up really, really quickly because I'm very intrigued by this because it's very new, it's very niche. It's, it's a wonderful idea. But um, I'm wondering if Crawley Town is like part one and forgive me if you already ready to talk about this if there are other kind of ventures in other sporting areas like basketball or rugby etc which you're looking to which will then become an internet owned team and if that does if that is part of the plan then what kind um to how much does that dilute the kind of novelty factor of what is a very unique individual venture at the moment
3: can i ask you what you do for a living <laughs> great another great question right
5: <laughs> um I'm very interested in NFTs and I put together projects and stuff. Um, forgive me, I didn't think I'd be, um, I thought there'd be it's, loads of people asking questions. And when yeah, my name yeah, was called I out, know. I was a bit nervous. So I do apologize for <laughs> that.
3: I'm not taken aback. Like I used to do, I was mentioning earlier, I used to be a, a TV analyst and I, I'm used to a, a, trying to answer anything and I, it wasn't rude. I, The reason I, I asked that directly was because the way you said you t- tuned in at the tail end of this and hadn't heard of this before. And you're already thinking like multiple steps ahead. And I think you just, I can tell you think in a smart way. And so that's why I asked. And anyway, maybe you DM DM me after if you want to talk more or something. I just feel like you're, the way you think is um, at a high level. And I don't know why I'm doing this publicly, but I just, anyway, the the reason is like, you're like, okay, if you're going to do this on a bigger scale, you're already seeing the vision of Wagner United as a brand, like the Red Bull of crypto, where they have attachments to multiple teams and multiple leagues and multiple sports across the world. Well, then what about Crowley? And that's a great question. And it's one I probably can't answer directly. The one thing I always tell people though, you know, I can't answer it directly right now, meaning, you know, we have to do it and play it by ear because we've got to see how this goes. But if we don't do it right and the playbook isn't right this first time, then there will be no second or third team or or brand or anything anyway. And so um, this is our entire focus out of the gate. And if we're able to do it well, um, then from there we can build and branch off and try to build something really special. Um, But that's like, totally a fair question and something that i don't think you know we don't have it's the first time anyone's tried this and you know we'll see what gets thrown at us but um, we're going to try to do it in the best way we can
0: brilliant question brilliant answer brilliant spaces great guest i'm so delighted you agreed to come up preston honestly i uh thanks for having me i i really uh was um you know, I, I didn't know, I'd, I'd seen the project, I'd, I'd, you know, I changed my creep to be wearing a Wagme United shirt, which was a cool little thing that someone in your Discord was doing for people. I didn't know a great deal about it, but I'm so pleased I got you on. And uh, and I wish you so much luck because like you say, this isn't just about a football club. This isn't just about the fans. This is uh, a new proposition. And I think it's really, really exciting. And, and I, you have, the weight of expectation on your shoulders way beyond what a normal league 2 uh uh co-chairman would have and so uh i applaud you and um and thank you to my speakers for coming up thank you preston for for joining us um i'm going to i'm going to cut it there though and i'm going to let everybody go about the rest of their days um just a quick one to let you know this is a recorded space so uh, you will be able to go back and listen to it all again i would really recommend you check out the wagmi united uh website um and for full disclosure i'm not a holder of the nft at all but uh following this i will certainly be considering it and uh and i think um i think it's uh yeah it's been a, re- a great space i want to thank my uh co-host and the other speakers and the two guys that came up or guy and gal that came up to ask really really great questions um on thursday at 5 p.m again uk time uh 12 lunchtime eastern or 9 a.m pacific time i will be chatting with the uh founders of possessed the uh nft project which minted out gosh already five or six weeks ago and talking to them a little bit more about um what they're up to i would be really really intrigued if anybody wants to hit me up in DMs and ask a question in advance, because I know that this is going to be a really well attended one. And I'd be very interested to hear what you guys have got to say. So do please uh, DM me and ask if there are any questions that you want me to put to the team from possessed. But once again, thank you so much for today, everybody who has come along and listened in. Thank you to my speakers and co-host Bobby and particularly Preston. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck to you, sir.